you want to turn? We are on a hot mic right now. I am here with Kaysen. Yo, yo, yo. And I'm here with my good friend, Walter Akbar. What's up, Walt? Hey, hey. How you doing? Guys, this is a long overdue podcast. I've been a little bit lazy to get on the mic. It's been kind of busy. And uh, I said, you know what? Today, I'm going to jump on the mic. But I, let me just group to this song real quick. I'm kind of, kind of digging it. Right. Remember the song? Yeah. It's a nice little beat. Nice uh, little MJ. Who is who's the, who did it? Michael Jackson. This is a Michael Jackson beat? Yeah. What? What song is this? Um, I forgot. I don't know. I, I didn't know this was a Michael Jackson song. Yeah. Okay, so Michael Jackson is the king of pop. Like, really? That is Michael Jackson. Wow, man. All right. Well, hey, welcome to the Top of the Hill podcast. This is the last show of 2022. And I am here with, like I said, my friend Walt, who I've known for like 30 years. At least, yeah. So I, I I grew up here in Fremont, here in the Mission area, and uh, I grew up destroying Walter at basketball. <laughs> oh, my earliest recollections of you. No, I'm just kidding. He was 16, and I was probably about like eight or nine. <laughs> hey, so, you don't gotta uh, give them all the details. There's no need for that. We could just they can use their imagination to just kind of figure out. They could just see me swatting you. <laughs> Coming out like dunking on your head in their imagination. Oh, it's okay. I got I got my uh, retaliation back well, uh, in our older years. So uh, well, we're we'll okay. T- we'll we'll, t- we'll talk about a lot of things today on the podcast. But uh, so we got Kaysen also. Have we yes, we have not done a podcast in a while. A long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. So glad to have my boys here yeah. uh, with us. So well, well, first of all, welcome aboard. You are the newest agent of Arrow Home Real Estate, our very, very small but mighty team. So we're very excited to have you on board with us here for the 2023 campaign. We're get, he just jumped on, and, and uh, we are getting set up to make a serious run next year. Yep. Uh, very, very happy to have you with us, bro. No, thank you, man, and I'm super excited to be here as well. Nice, man, nice. So I, I said, you know what? I have a special day here, and we have the time. I have Walt here at the office. And I'm like, let's just jump on this pod, and let's just get this going. So I, I wanted to interview you. Uh, let's 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 end this year with a bang on this podcast. So I have some questions for you, okay? Um, one of the things I want to discuss here is uh, kind of a mindset thing, because we're we're in like, you know, I hear the news daily. I get all the notifications of how the recession is coming all day long. I see clips. The rates are so high. This, this, that, all this negativity. But at the end of the day, you and I are realtors. We have to make a living. We want to work. How do we get past all of this crap in the, in, you know, in the airways that we just kind of ingest every single day to get out there and do our job? Well, it's just adjusting your mindset, yeah. you know. Yeah, we're in a recession, and it's a nerve-wracking time for people to want to buy a house. But we got to remember, history repeats itself. And back in 2006, 2007, 2008, yeah. when we had the subprime mortgage oh, yeah. bubble burst, yeah, everybody became hesitant yeah. to buy. And Look the who made all that, the money. The people that ended up buying ended up being millionaires. Yeah. They, they say, yeah. They say that uh, millionaires are made in recessions. That's right. No, no, dude, think about it. And I remember you were working in Fremont back then 
uh, or, or shout out to AJ at Capital, was it, was Capital uh, One? Community One. Community One. Shout out to AJ out there. Community One yeah. back in the day. So, I mean, I remember, you know, at the, I mean, the mindset back then, 05, 06, is this thing would never stop. And then everything exploded in 07. And then people would just thought the real estate would never come back. It got really ugly. It got really bad. Mm-hmm. But exactly what you said. Everybody who bought a house from 2009 onward was I mean, made a killing. Absolutely. They made a killing, you know. And, and what I see is that people are kind of, again, getting into that negative mindset, right? Mm-hmm. And that, I would say that that's the biggest difference. I mean, that you got to just have that right mindset to, to, to just know that there's opportunities in every market, right? Absolutely. And one thing that I always keep in mind when I'm thinking about investment in general is what Warren Buffett said, never bet against America. We'll always rebound. Exactly. And we always have. Always. Yeah. I mean, think about it. 07 to 2010, the market just really crapped out. And ever since that, we went on a run for how long? From 2010. 22 years? To, yeah, 12 years. No, oh, 12 sorry, years. 12 years. 12 years. A 12-year run of, like, literally, you bought anything, you would have made a, a fortune. You, you would have more than doubled, tripled your money, depending on where you were buying, you know? So, I mean, you know, I think that the big the big picture is, is you know, we have to have, as realtors, the mindset of that we understand the history, we understand what's happened. Buyers come, and they they basically rely on us to, to give them advice, to put them at ease. And if we are scared, because it's like we don't even know the market. It's like we're confused. I'm like, no, this thing comes back, come back around, you know. So, you know, I think that that's perfect, man. I mean, you, you, you nailed it. It's money is, you know, the, uh, the, what did you say, millionaires are made when? In recessions. That's right. Look at that. Boom. There you go. I'm going to give you that. Oh, oh no, no. What's it? Oh, man, see, I, I messed up on that one. What is it? Which one? The, the clap? The clap. Which one is that? It has it on there. No, no, no. Cha-ching. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, I don't, I'm working the sound booth, and, mm. I, and I'm talking, and I'm doing everything. So what, one day we'll have a budget to have a sound man that can climb and chime yeah. at the same time. But anyways, so, yeah, I mean, that, that, uh, that is the mindset. That's what we want to mm. achieve. We, wanna, we want to tell people that, you know, there's opportunities everywhere. And I think that this market is one where if you see what's going on, you see how much the homes have uh, come down since May and all because of the interest rates, uh, there's opportunities that, that can't be made. I just got a guy in contract today, an offer accepted here in Newark. My client got in at 875 and all the home sales there are a million one to 1.15. So, I mean, we're talking about $250,000 below comps. And this house, yes, it needs a little bit of work, but with my team and everything, we're going to go in there and probably fifty to sixty thousand dollars, make that house look like the one point one million dollar houses. So I mean, my gosh, that's a lot of money. That's I mean, that's money that you can make over the you know in a very quick time. But if you worrying about the interest rates, which are short term, versus the purchase prices that are long term, you're going to miss the boat. And then those people that are thinking, oh my gosh. I'm going to wait till the, the housing prices come down, but now they don't want to jump because the rates are too high. You know, historically, too, the interest rates are still low historically. Yeah. These are still low rates. I mean, 
we're talking about our parents buying and owning homes at 14, 15%. Yeah. You know, 7%, 6% is still a good rate. Yes. You know, we just got used to <clears throat> like 2% or, you know. People are, people are spoiled. Like, the thing is that they don't understand the history. But the thing, we have a lot of new buyers too. We have mm-hmm. a lot of first time buyers. Uh, a lot of my clientele are first time buyers, you know, engineers, people that work in tech. And they don't remember that. I mean, they mm-hmm. were, you know, they may have been 12, 15 years <laughs> old in 07. I mean, we're 50, you know, we're in our 40s. And so we have that experience. And that's why I'm so confident when I tell my clients, hang in there. I've seen this movie before. Trust me. You know, the good guy wins in the end. Like we know real estate is going to rebound. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. so so that's how you have to be. You have to have that mindset, not only a positive, because sometimes is it is it me or like I get stuck even with a negative mindset. Like sometimes I'll watch on YouTube for when everything started coming down in May. I was watching all of that Instagram stuff and I was like, oh, oh crap. Like even me in the business, 20 something years. And I still kind of got a little bit of a rattled. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I remember telling Casey, oh, dude, we got to prep. Yeah. Market is going to do this. But then I was like, no, dude, I've been here before. I know what the outcome yeah. is, right? Yeah, exactly. So, okay, cool, man. So, no, this this is good. I like that. That was a good tip. Uh, let me let me ask you more on a personal note. Uh, tell me uh, one of your worst real estate experiences ever. Think about it. Yeah. Um, so, worst real estate experience, uh, we ended up purchasing a property, and um, we are doing the walkthroughs. And the people that lived there, they were hoarders. They had bags. Was, it, was the house empty or full still? So when we took over the house, they left everything in the house. Oh, my gosh. And so, you know, as a real estate agent, it was our responsibility to make sure that we handed the house back to the clients in somewhat of like a presentable way. Uh-huh. So we went in, and I'm talking about probably 15, 20 years of just hoarding. These guys would buy toys and leave it in the bags. And as we were removing the bags from the house, I mean, there was rat traps with rats in them and the skeleton. <laughs> I mean, when we took out some of the drywall, like there was like family of mice caught in the vents. Oh, my God. It was like one of the most, I mean, every time I went to that house, huh. I had to take a shower when I got home. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I, I I hate rats. Honestly, it's one of the things. Rats and and uh, snakes. snakes yeah. yeah, dude. If I see a rat in a house, like, I honestly want to just knock the whole house down and rebuild it. Yeah. Like seriously, it's that bad. I mean, it's pretty much what we what they ended up doing. It's completely stripping the house down to the studs because it was just so disgusting. Uh, and like you said, rats are just one of those things that you just can't get that feeling off of your back. You know, where it's like, no, oh, that's horrible, <laughs> dude. I'll tell you one of my worst real estate experiences, and I'm not going to say any names, but I dealt with this agent, bro. Like there's people that I don't think I was the first person that they did this to. I think he literally operated his life this way. Every time I was on the phone with this guy, he would be aggressive, like so aggressive, like almost getting into a fight. Like he was this agent from San Jose. I I never forget. It was over here on Bishop. The the when remember we listed the house on Bishop behind the the train tracks with the metal roof. Oh yes yes yes. Okay, yes. so we sold that house, but we when I helped my client buy it, that same house, mm-hmm. that agent, bro. Oh dude, that dude would literally 
we would i i'm the most chill calmest guy right and we would fight almost every time we don't every conversation every like a f- we're talking about like like throwing you know my biggest pet people is when an agent goes this he goes I've been in the business for 23 years, 27 years. And I'm like, what the heck, what does that have to do with your client XYZing? You know, it doesn't have anything to do with this conversation. Yeah. I don't care how long you've been in the business. I'm like, can you move the garbage from the house? I'm like, that's all I'm asking you. Yeah. Or whatever it was, dude, this guy was just like aggressive, aggressive. And I couldn't help, like, I was so happy when the deal was over because I never had to speak to that guy. But, that dude yelled on the phone like my ear would get so red. I would be so angry. That's right. yeah, yeah. That was and dude, how how you hard know, is it to rile me up? It's hard to rile me up. Yeah. So, anyways, all right, bro. I want to ask you. Uh, I know you that you've lived in San Diego and SoCal. So, if you had to describe real estate in SoCal versus NorCal, like the overall like vibe, like uh, or the the feeling of the real estate over there, what's the, what are the main differences to you? I think just in general. Southern California is just more chill. It's just more relaxed. You know, I would say there's no seasons in San Diego. So you always have a beach vibe. You're always ready to go to the beach in San Diego or in SoCal. Yeah. Whereas in NorCal, it's just grind. You're constantly grinding. It's just like such a fast paced style of living here. Yeah. Compared to San Diego. And I feel like that just reflects on the real estate too. Even Mm. dealing with agents. They're all just so relaxed and calm and collective. Cool <laughs> I all mean, the you time. would think, right? I mean, that weather just gives you that vibe. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, it's kind of like, all right, cool. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, the appraisal didn't come through. Okay. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that's how I picture it. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. And you know what? I mean, going to that point about like that different lifestyle vibe is more relaxed. I think in general, like outside of the U.S. I think we are we live in a in a, in a country that's always work work Fast work. Life. So actually, SoCal is probably one of those places that kind of reminds me of out of the country because you know I remember we go, I I remember going to Mexico and we would go to this restaurant on a Wednesday night at 11 p.m. and there's kids playing <laughs> running around the restaurant on a Wednesday night school night, school night and you don't see that over here. Everybody's oh bed by seven. Work five o'clock done. Run to the office. You know, run to house and do this, do this. Yeah, and it's just a different vibe. So it's more chill, more relaxed. Yeah, San Diego for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's certain times you miss it, but at the same time, it's like there's this feeling that you get when you're just grinding. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I and I love that grind too. Yeah, yeah. It was never. So would you say? Would you feel like you were a visitor the whole time, or did you ever consider it home? No, I never really felt like San Diego was home okay. ever to me. I always felt like I was visiting. And, you know, when you visit somewhere for like a, a week or a few days, you are, you're like in love with it. Yeah. But when you live there, I don't know, I just it's, never it's, felt like it home. It just wasn't home. It just didn't feel like home. Gotcha. Bay Area is home for me, there always has go. been. So There you go. All right. Um, let's talk. Say we're coming on end of the year, so I wanted to ask you, you like, are you a New Year's resolution kind of guy? Historically speaking, not really. I've never really been one of those people that does the whole New Year resolution. Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. <clears throat> say that again. Oh yeah, serious thing. You're talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I never was into that New Year resolution thing, and I always found myself setting resolutions and then first month you're going strong and after that you're just like uh 
yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. He kind of just drop it off. But um, actually, a couple years ago, I was a little bit overweight. And I told myself, I got I to gotta drop the weight. I got to get healthier. I got yeah. two daughters. Yeah. So I really wanted to be healthier for them. And um, I ended up losing 30 pounds Damn. that year saying, you know, because that was my goal was to get down to my pre-wedding weight. Okay. And then I got there about eight or nine months in and I, and I kept the weight off pretty much till now. Damn. So what, so what were you doing? Like, how did you get it? As you can tell, I'm intrigued. <laughs> so what, what did you do? I did keto. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did keto. Obviously, everything starts and ends with exercise. And, okay. and I was doing the exercise and, and doing the hard work too, but keto really got me there. Really? So, okay, so keto, so for me, like, I, I know very little bit about it. Is that the one where you can eat like eggs, meats, and all that, but you can't eat uh, carbs and you can't eat sugars? Is that what yeah, you're... no carbs, no sugar, high fat. High fat. Yeah, so it's a high fat diet. So basically, your body works off of. What's the difference between that and Atkins? Is that the same it's thing? Pretty similar. Okay. A lot of my snacks were Atkins diet bars and stuff like that because okay. it's, you know, it's the low carbs and low sugar meals. So. But then, I mean, there's no risk. Like, I, I mean, I thought that. So, for example, I thought it was kind of funny, like not funny, funny that the dude died. Of like, <laughs> of a he heart said, attack. I don't think it's funny. And then it, starts laughing. Yeah, no, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's not funny. I mean, I feel bad, you know, you know yeah. rest his soul and everything. But like, but I mean, didn't he die of like, like arteries are all clogged up? Maybe he was eating too many, like, you know, burgers or whatever he was eating. Yeah. Well, you know, at the, there's a lot of good fats out there too. Oh, so okay. it was just being able to mix it, you know. So I ha- I eat a lot of avocados. Okay, I love it. It's really high in good fats. Yeah. Okay. Whereas I'm not putting butter and lard on every single thing because gotcha. it tastes good. But you could. But you could. And you'd still lose weight. Yeah, and you'd still lose weight. Wow, okay. Well, because your body uses carbohydrates and uh, sugars kind of, and I'm not a... What nutritionist. You, nutritionist. But uh, it kind of uses those to burn fuel right so when you don't have that in your body when you don't have a lot of carbs and sugar in your body Mm -hmm. then your body just naturally and you have a higher intake of fat it naturally starts taking using the fat as fuel gotcha and so that's how kind of how it works okay and this is just a very brief like 101 on keto sure. sure but yeah that's pretty much how it works damn my weakness is those sugars the sugar damn yeah but i will say though i I was terrified to do a physical and go to do all my lab work uh-huh. after about a year and a half of being on keto. I was terrified. And I was like, dude, I'm not going to go do it. My wife's like, why? I'm like, my cholesterol is going to be up the roof. All these things are going to be so bad. But it was like the healthiest I had ever been. Really? And I think it was just I probably did a really good job of mixing in the good fats and eliminating mm-hmm. bad fats. And then you were working out and stuff. Yeah. Plus, um, it may not be like a permanent thing. Maybe it's just because yeah. you're just trying to do it for a time to, to get to where you want to get to. And then after that, you know. Yeah, now of- I'm not on keto right now, but I've minimized carbs and sugars as much as I can. Sure. And I'm not putting fat on everything anymore. So Got it. You know, there's just... And I've been able to maintain the weight loss, so it's been good for me. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look into that, man. Yeah. It might be my nearest resolution. So so tell me a little bit about, um, I, I, you know, like I said, you know, while you, you just started with Everhome uh, and we're focused on, you know, 2023 together and everything, so I'm super excited. What do you see as, like, something that you want to really, uh, you know, kind of get into in 2023 in your business? 
I really want to attack the social media aspect of the business. Mm. You know, the world is changing. Social media has become so, like, everybody's on it. It's so yeah. relevant, you know. Mm. If you don't have a social media platform or an outlet, it's kind of like you're falling behind. Yeah, yeah. And you've mainly been, been like, basically doing the traditional stuff yeah. for a long time, yeah. Yeah, I've always just kind of, I'm the pen and paper kind of guy, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. very traditional. So this year I told myself I'm going to, really focus on getting into the social media, being more tech savvy. And I'm pretty techy as it is, but just that really want to focus on that aspect of the business. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, to me, cause I'm, I'm believe it or not, I'm pretty shy and I use social media personally as my outlet to, to be creative, to have fun, um, because I mean, I've had my business for a while too, and I'm just like, you know, that I have had going, but I, I felt like I kind of needed to do something and, uh, I'm just kind of too shy to be aggressive in person. And I'm not the type of person that's in your face, like slapping you with my business card. So I figured, you know, social media would be like the best way for me to kind of go out in front of people that I know or that I meet or that I connect with in a way that's not so in your face. It's just mm -hmm. like, hey, this is what I'm doing, but I do it in a way that kind of reflects my personality. Yeah. You know, so I think that that's a good idea. I, I think that right now, you know, you tell me that you're kind of intimidated by it, scared watch. By the end of the year, bro, this guy's going to be hosting the podcast. Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, man. All right. So cool. Uh, well, we're going to be keeping an eye out and keeping you accountable for that. Um, I, this question is for all of you guys. So I'll start with you, Kason. Uh, what are you grateful for this season? The holiday season? Yeah, this whole season. What are you grateful for? Oh man, you got me. You caught me off guard. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we got we got. This is the time of year where you look back, you reflect. You know, it's we made it through the year. A lot of people didn't make it through this year, and here we are at the end. It's like every year you kind of finish this race, and you get to start a whole new one. Yeah. So you know, let's talk a little bit of gratitude this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, thankful for for many things. First of all, I mean. See, I didn't tell you guys this question. Yeah. I, wanted you guys, I wanted to stump you. <laughs> you stumped me. We could have gone to Walter first. Yeah, come on, Kaysen. Come on, man. Um, I mean, family and friends, man. Family yeah. and friends, more than anything. Um, when you're going through hard times, it's you need you need them to be around. So I think more than anything, other than like work and all those things, I think family and friends for sure. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. What about you, Walt? Well, I mean, it's always going to be family and friends. As cliche as that sounds, it's like during COVID especially, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, a lot of people fell off. Yeah. You know, people didn't want to be around. They didn't want to see you. They didn't, They were so terrified of everything that was going on in the world. Yeah. And then the friends and the family were the ones that you were able to really piggyback on and carry you through those tough times. Yeah. yeah. I remember it's like being home alone, like just me, my wife and my two daughters and there was times where we were just like bored, like, what are we going to do? Mm. But I mean, I'm health. Health is another one, man. Yes. yes. I'm so grateful. Like I got, I got two daughters. They're healthy. Yep. And that's all I really ask for. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we do this, we do the grind for them. So yeah. just knowing that they're healthy, yeah. they're provided for. Yeah. Can't be any more grateful than that. Dude, you, yeah. Those, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say my health. So, you know, in the in the past year, so like last time, a year ago today, a year ago, a year ago today, I was still dealing with my kidney stone. And man, I had a kidney stone from November 3rd 
right now, who has the best Coke? Who has the best Coke out of the world of fast food? Like when you buy Coke out of the fountain, who has the best carbonation, the best taste? Oh, it's McDonald's, bro. Yeah. McDonald's. Do you know they put extra sugar in that one? Do they? Yeah. I knew that's why. Yeah. They Dude, they put extra sugar in their Sprite. Their Coke Their Sprite hits different. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> bro, bro, literally. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Bro, right now. I'm telling you, you have you have a Sprite from McDonald's oh. with with their fries. Oh my gosh. Dude, it, it's literally bro life changing. Literally, it's I have I honestly I could probably eat that every day and I don't. Oh my gosh, man! But it, it, so let me ask you. Mm. Do you like to drink the soda with the straw or without? Well, I mean, depends. I mean, if, from, if it's from McDonald's. Okay, no. Actually, I take that back. I prefer to drink it without the straw because I like the, I like it with it the hits fizz. Different. With the fizz. I like the fizz to tickle my nose hairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it hits different. Bro, tell me. For sure. Tell me you don't pour the Coke on the ice, right? And you know how it's sizzling? Don't tell me you don't like no, to put the note. Absolutely. Oh, bro, am I the only I'm air quoting that. I'm smelling it. I'm not smelling it. I like bro. that too. Dude, <laughs> yeah. yes, right? No yeah. way. Bro, do you've never yeah. done that? You know what? First of all, I don't think ice on Coke is any, it's good because it just waters it down and dilutes it. Yeah, but that's why you, I mean, you have to kind of drink it like. No, but it has to be like the McDonald's ice. Yeah. A little, small little McDonald's, pellets of ice. Like, just like McDonald's food, which is not real food, yeah. it's engineered somewhere in, in Asia, probably. <laughs> <laughs> they ship it here. I don't, I, it's not real food. You have you seen that YouTube video where they put a McDonald's uh, Big Mac? They'll put it there and they'll just leave it on the table. Oh yeah, and they'll do it, a does camera it, like doesn't go bad. Two weeks, three weeks, yeah, four weeks. That's so doesn't gross. change. It it's looks the same. Disgusting, bro. Bro, we're talking months down the line. Yeah, and they're like, it doesn't look any different. <laughs> like so food probably. would go bad. Yeah. Would you eat it? No, heck no. After four months, no, no. <laughs> But Heck dude, no. So yeah, it's not real. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. Not, it's not real. Something's so, in it. So, anyways, going back to that, yeah, probably McDonald's manufactures their ice from, you know, somewhere in outer <laughs> Mongolia or somewhere. I don't know. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to feel about the whole yeah. the whole fizz going up uh, my nose. How do we get into that from uh, the Coke or Pepsi? Anyways, the Coke or Pepsi. Baywatch or Saved by the Bell? Oh, uh, Baywatch. All right, uh, we don't we don't need any details here, American. Yeah. We'll just we'll just leave it at. <laughs> I personally like Saved by the Bell. I'm a, I'm a big Screech fan. So. Uh-huh. And Zach Morris with the big cell phone. <laughs> 3% commission or 2.5% commission? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 3%. <laughs> yes. NorCal or SoCal? I think you already answered. NorCal. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, what's worse? An offer rejection or lowball offer? Having to like having getting your offer rejected or having to write a lowball offer that you don't isn't even uh, be accepted. I I can't stand writing a lowball offer knowing that you can't get that accepted. Yeah, you know like uh, that, you know you're talking about pet peeves. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves. Yeah, I know. Me too. I, I mean, I I don't mind. So there's there's a, like there's a process that I when I work with clients sometimes. I actually, for the first one, I would say I don't mind lowball offer if it's the first one. If it's like a consistent one, I, I get I don't like it either. But there's something to be said about okay, what did I tell my client? What what? Let's see if you're even listening to when we're working. Okay. Yeah. What do I say about writing your first offer to my client? Oh, you're just. Um... What do I say? Let's see. 
What do you say when you tell yeah, them? Yeah, what I, what I tell my clients about writing their very first offer, even if it's a lowball offer. Oh, it's okay. It's just to kind of like to get your toes wet to see what you you're feel. You're flexing what? You're flexing your muscle. Your, you're like flexing your, your offer muscle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so actually, I think that once, once a client writes their first offer, uh-huh. they're more inclined to keep writing more offers. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like the hardest offer to write is that first offer because they're scared. They don't know. But if you can get them, even if it's a lowball offer, to write that first offer, then I don't mind lower ball. But if it's like five offers down, seven, then you got to talk to them. Be like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? So I'm kind of like in between, actually. Yeah, I agree. Um, what was your answer? I said the low ball. He said the he doesn't, ball. yeah. It could, cause it could yeah. be annoying for sure. I mean, it'd be like a, it'd be like a, what do you call it? A cookie cutter, like picture as home. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it just came on the market, and the client's like, "Hey, can you put it like two hundred oh, yeah. under?" And I'm oh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's been on the market for a like day, like minutes. <laughs> like, would you like if you if it was your house, would you take this hour thirty five yeah. minutes yeah. after it was listed? But I, I mean, everything you said is exactly how I feel. Yeah. But I'm talking about like, I'm talking about in general. Yes. Yeah. De- a little bit further in the process. Gotcha. gotcha. That's just all right. All right. Tupac or Biggie? Tupac. Oh, dude, West he Coast. did it with he some. It. He said that with some zeal. Yeah, yeah. yeah he threw a stank face. Bro, he, he just guys, so you know, guys, he threw a straight stank face. Yeah, he, he kind of did a fizz face. Yeah, right yeah. Now. <laughs> he did a fizz face when he did that. So California love, man. All oh, right, yeah. to him for sure. Tupac, a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know how about Biggie. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand how that's even a thing. Honestly, Tupac is just Tupac is just super, so, so poetic. Yeah, yeah. He had poetic. Like, yeah. Thing is that the guy was. Thug and a poet at the same time. At the time. same time. Yeah. Biggie was a great rapper and everything. That's about it. But he was not as dimensional. You know, I didn't Tupac. I didn't follow Biggie too much, but one thing about Tupac was he was very articulate. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was very intelligent. Yes. If you actually listen to him yeah. speak, yeah. He's sp- I mean, like you said, he spoke in poems. Yes. And I'm just like, man, you it wouldn't even deep. think that. Like, like the words were rich. Like like yeah. like seriously. Oh, dude, a fun like a fun fact about Tupac. You know the song "Dear Mama," right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they made uh, NASA made this disc with like all of Earth's like historical like things, like the most important things about Earth, like their our history. And in part of that disc, there's a section of music. Okay, so they only chose ten songs to represent earthly culture. Okay. And out of those 10 songs, one of them is Tupac, Dear Mama. No way. Isn't that yeah. crazy? So imagine like if this goes out to some other galaxy or whatever and somebody picks it up, they're going to be listening to Tupac, Dear Mama. That's crazy. That's dope. That that says, that's like mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I did it. Now, I'm now wondering what the other 10 so- nine songs oh, were. Oh, I know. We should probably Google it. Sweet Home Alabama for probably. sure. <laughs> <laughs> probably like Elvis or yeah. the Beatles. I think it, one of them is Beatles for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, guys, yo, well, I'm going to turn on the uh, We Out of Here song. But thank you, Walt, for joining us on our podcast. Hope you had a good time. Yeah, I had a great time. Thank you for having me, brother. Thank you, Kason, for jumping yes, on sir. as well. You already know. All right, y'all. We wish you a very, very happy holiday season. A Merry Christmas. Christmas, Happy New Year, and everything in between. We will see you guys on the next one. Peace.